this summer. Your local movie theater will become a tent revival for proclaiming Jesus. And you're invited to be a part of this unique evangelistic campaign. Join with believers nationwide for the Million Souls campaign to bring unsaved family and friends to watch the powerful new movie, The Firing Squad, starring Kevin Sorbo and Cuba Gooding Jr. The Firing Squad tells the incredible true story about prisoners who find faith in the face of execution and transform their prison in the process. As the movie ends, co-star Kevin Sorbo comes on the screen to lead the entire theater in a prayer to commit one's life to Jesus Christ, providing an on-site opportunity to introduce family and friends to the message of Jesus. Go to FiringSquadFilm.com and learn how you can receive free tickets and more to the Firing Squad and participate in this unique theater event. Bring your friends and your family and bring your faith. That's FiringSquadFilm.com to learn more. Hey, podcasters, welcome to today's program. There's a lot. We talk about politics, and we start really in Italy with a doctor, uh, and actually I think it is a doctor or um, an emergency room specialist, two different people telling people what it is like in Italy if you're working in the healthcare system. And if you understand what they were saying, you will see why everybody's saying stay home. It's about overwhelming the system. It's not about everybody dying. We have lots on that. We have Nick DiPaolo on today. Stu gives us a wrap-up of everything political that you need to know. Uh, and uh, and the possible canceling of the rest of the primary. What? <laughs> All that and more on today's podcast. And tonight on Blaze TV at 8 p.m. Eastern is, of course, Stu Does America. We're going to be looking into uh, why Bernie failed, because that's basically what he did. And then after that is the big show, 9 p.m., the big special, coronavirus some of all fears all the latest you need to know uh that is on blaze tv tonight at 9 p.m with glenn beck he's a host that we employ for some reason blaze tv.com slash glenn promo code is glenn for saving 10 bucks you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program Our coronavirus update. The coronavirus update today, as of 5.30 a.m. Central Time, all these stats are from Johns Hopkins. The total confirmed cases worldwide now 126, 611. That is up from 114,000 yesterday. Total confirmed deaths worldwide up about 200. Patients that have recovered from COVID-19 worldwide, 66,894. 120 countries now have confirmed cases. That's up from 115 yesterday. And yet six new ones have come online with suspected cases. The, the good news is the number of people that have this that are requiring hospitalization and 4% of, of them requiring ICU continually it continues its steady drop it had hovered at about 19 percent, so about 20 percent of people who got this needed to be hospitalized that number today stands at 12 percent that's really good news but this is the key to understanding what the conflict that you're hearing in messages some people say it's nothing to worry about some people say it's just like the flu it, here's what you need to understand 12% of the population that gets this will need to be hospitalized. We don't have room in our hospitals for 12% of the population, especially if we're all tongue-kissing each other at a Grateful Dead concert. That's why they're saying stay home. It's not that you're going to die. It's that we're killing the resources and and in some cases, quite literally, the doctors who are going to be able to treat in in uh, Italy. I started the program. If you missed it, make sure you listen to the podcast today. You can find it wherever podcasts are found. But listen to the podcast. I read two stories from doctors that rolled the dice and took the chance of, of speaking out that are absolutely terrifying of what the conditions are like now in Italy. Italy has the highest population of elderly in all of Europe. That's why Italy is being hit so hard. 
And anybody who says, well, it's just old people. Really? You're going to be old one day. Just old people? When you read what the doctors were talking about, how the doctors and nurses are doing everything they can to save people, but they can't. They're turning people away who's, who have had strokes. Patients who are on kidney dialysis are losing their lives because of this. They can't do anything else but care for those who are now in ICU. And ICU is now pretty much the whole hospital. This is what's happening in Italy. And this is why we're shutting everything down. And they say, don't spread it. Stay at home. Even though the numbers are looking better every day, we are about to get hit with a tidal wave of new cases. You're going to know people that have this. You're most likely going to have to stay at home. There's going to come a time where your kids are not going to school and they may not go to school for the rest of the year. Why aren't we just closing down that human Petri dish for virus, which is every school in America? Why don't we just shut them down? Because about 44% of our population, they don't have uh, the insurance or the system at their work that they can go home and work from home or go home and get paid. When you have that issue, it becomes a massive burden on those families to have the kids at home. We'll hire a babysitter. Who? Who? The U.S. now has 1,015 confirmed cases and 31 deaths. We are going to see that number of the confirmed cases skyrocket soon. As I said earlier in the program, we are about 50 days uh, from where China was. We're 50 days behind them. I gave you the headlines 50 days ago in China, and it sounds like the headlines today in America. This is going to uh, calm down, but we are in, I think, a 50-60 day period before we really start to see this thing turn the other direction. New news that I have heard today, I'm waiting for, com- I'll give it to you tomorrow after we get confirmation on it. It's good news, by the way. I just want to make sure that we are confirmed on this. Um, all right. New Rochelle, New New York has now just put a one-mile containment zone by the National Guard in place. New Rochelle is the largest cluster of confirmed cases in the U.S. with over 190 suspected cases and 61 confirmed cases. This is right on the edge of New York. All public gatherings have been ordered to be canceled, including school and church gatherings. Governor Cuomo has said this is not a quarantine. Individuals are not prohibited from entering or leaving the area. National Guard troops will be used to help deliver food to residents, provide traffic control and medical personnel and emergencies, and to assist in cleaning and disaffecting public places. The New Rochelle Superintendent of Schools announced that for the next two weeks, students may miss and summer school classes will be utilized to make up any missed instruction. Meanwhile, uh, colleges and universities all over the country are starting to say, as in Cambridge yesterday, you've got five hours, get your stuff, get out. Uh, All classes now uh, are starting to be moved online. American lives are going to change. We, uh, this is according to Dr., uh, how do you say his name, Fauci, F-A-U-C-I, Fauci, he's the, uh, he is the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, he's one of the guys on the Mike Pence team, he said, we'd like the country to realize that as a nation, we can't be doing the kinds of things we were doing just a few months ago, it doesn't matter if you're in a state that has no cases or just one case, this is the big thing that I, I am trying to get a handle on what the tripwires are. I'm looking for tripwires in my own life. No one is telling us, but you know the governments have some sort of tripwire because they're all closing things. I just don't know what the milestones are that you have to hit before they start closing things. It may be I can't find the official tripwires because there are no official tripwires. It's just somebody going, 
you know what? Let's close them now. I'd like to know what those are. We can't find them yet. U.S. Health and Human Services uh, Secretary Alex Azar says the biggest intervention should be reserved for areas with clusters of cases, such as Santa Clara, California. Uh, He echoed federal health officials' advice for people at higher risk. He said, I encourage any individual who is elderly or who is medically fragile to think long and hard about going into any large gathering that would involve close quarters and potential spread. I personally think this is why Bernie Sanders um, is uh, canceled last night. I don't think it has anything to do with how the election uh, turned out last night. I think it has everything to do with Bernie Sanders uh, being a prime case uh, uh, or a prime target for something like the coronavirus. The same could be said for Joe Biden. I, I think it would be very prudent if all of these um, all of these things stopped dead in their tracks. I feel for the president because the president it's the only safe space I think he feels he has. It's the only place in watching him speak at CPAC. To me, I understood him so much more Uh, and watching the way he observed the audience and the watching the way he was interacting with the audience. I think this is the only place that he feels like he's in a safe space. He knows that the media is going to attack him, but he feels like those large crowds are his friends. And I think those people in those crowds feel like they're his friends i think it's quite clearly his favorite part of the job i think so too right like you think, think so about too. you know a rock star like they got to sit in the studio all this time they've got to sign records they got to go into meetings about promotion and then they get to play live and that's what they love right and that's what trump loves and i don't but i don't think i think it's deeper than that it's not that he just loves to do that because i think he does he loves that but i think it's the only place imagine playing in clubs where everybody was like oh geez they're coming back up on stage these guys suck (laughs) and then you go to your hometown and you're playing where everybody loves you i think that's a big difference uh with donald trump yeah but these guys we have to protect the president and i think bernie sanders and joe biden should seriously consider how they're doing their rallies it's going to hurt the election, but speaking of hurting the election, could you please write down, Stu, as we go through the election, what the Republicans and the Democrats, what Republicans have already done and the Democrats are thinking about doing on uh, the upcoming primaries. Coronavirus conference in New York. Let me say this again. The coronavirus conference in New York was just canceled. Doctors spec because of the coronavirus (laughs) doctors speculate that uh, the reason why the case uh, the case fatality rate in Italy is so high is because of age. Italy has the highest confirmed case count outside of China. The fatality rate is over 5% of total cases compared to just 3% in China. It's because Italy has the oldest population in Europe with 23% of the population over the age of 60 compared to 18% in the U.S. 23 versus 18. Italy's median age is 43.5 compared to 38.3 in the U.S. They have tested more than 40,000 residents for COVID-19 and the fatality rate may actually be closer and more accurate than it is in the U.S., at least for Italy, because we are not um, testing enough people yet. If we assume that there's a one per one percent case fatality rate for COVID nineteen, and a full year of spread, as we would get with the flu season, sixty percent of the U.S. population will get sick. Sixty percent of the population will get sick. Now, you compare that to the worst years of World War II and the Vietnam War in terms of U.S. deaths that year. In 1944, the U.S. population was 130 million. Combat deaths, one, uh, 126,000. 1968, the population was uh, 205 million. Combat deaths, 16,000. 2020? 331 million Americans today. 
U.S. combat deaths, 120. Now, if you compare those, the flu deaths, flu deaths, the World War II combat, 126,000. Flu deaths, 13,000. If it was COVID-19 today, 780,000. There were only in in Vietnam, there were only 16,000 deaths in 1968 from Vietnam. There were 20,000 flu deaths. We're talking 1.3 million deaths in 1968 comparison. Uh, Today, 2020, 331 million. The combat deaths, 120. Flu deaths, 33,100. This could take... 1,986,000 Americans. We don't know yet, but if this plays out at 1% and it doesn't have the seasonal flu break, that's what we possibly could be facing. That overwhelms every system we have. And I know this audience knows what overwhelming the system means. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. I want to I want to read a couple of things um, that were Twitter threads and they are sweeping the world and it gives you an idea of what it feels like. And what we are facing, you know, I've been saying for the last few days, we're about 50 days behind China. And it's it's not that it's getting worse around the world. China is now recovering and all going back to work. We are behind China. So now what are we going to face? I'm going to give you one of my uh, one of my uh, researchers and writers went back, was listening to the show and went, well, let me look at that went back and put everything in a calendar from 50 days ago. And when you start looking at the headlines out of China from 50 days ago, we are exactly there. So we are about to go through this giant ramp up. Do not panic. But but please do the things that you're supposed to do. We are supposed to wash our hands all the time. We're supposed to not touch our faces all the time. Um uh, we are to uh, stay out of big crowds, isolate yourself if possible. Do those things. Please do those things. Because when I read what these doctors and nurses are talking about in Italy, you will understand why the government is now saying do these things. You'll understand why for the first time we are uh, isolating ourselves. And it's not because we're all going to die. It's because no matter what system you have, nothing is prepared for this. Let me give you the first thread from a well-respected friend and an intensive care nurse uh, who is currently in northern Italy. Here's the thread. I feel the pressure to give you a quick personal update about what's happening in Italy and give you some direct advice about what you should do. First, I'm in the most developed region in Italy, and it has extraordinarily good health care. I've worked in Italy, the UK, and Australia, and don't make a mistake to think what's happening is in a third world country. It's not. The current situation, again, from Italy, the current situation is difficult to imagine, and the numbers don't explain things at all. Our hospitals are overwhelmed by COVID-19, and they are running at 200% capacity. We've stopped all routine, all ORs have been converted to ITUs. What's an ITU? You know, still look that up real quick. I think that is, you know, kind of an elected thing. They are now diverting or not treating all other emergencies like trauma, like strokes, There are hundreds of PTs with severe respiratory failure, and many of them don't have access to anything above a reservoir mask. Yeah, intensive treatment unit. Okay, so what they're doing now is they're not able to treat. You come into the hospital with a stroke, 
you might as well have stayed home and taken some aspirin because they can't treat you because everything is overwhelmed. Hospitals at 200% capacity. Patients above 65 or, um, or younger with comorbidities are now even assessed by, uh, or are not even assessed by ITU. I'm not, uh, I'm not saying not tubed. I'm saying not assessed with no ITU staff to attend when they go into cardiac arrest. Staff working as hard as they can, but they are starting to get sick and emotionally overwhelmed. My friends call me in tears because they see people dying in front of them and they can only offer them some oxygen. Ortho and pathologist are being given a leaflet and sent to see patients on NIV. Uh, please stop. Read this again and think. What's NIV, Stu? We also see the same pattern in different areas a week apart, and there is no reason that in a few weeks it won't be the same everywhere. This is the pattern. One, a few positive cases. First few mild measures, people are told to avoid uh, the emergency department, but still hang out in groups. Everyone says not to panic. Two, some moderate respiratory failures and a few severe ones that need to be intubated and tubed. But regular access to the emergency department is significantly reduced, so everything looks great. Three, tons of patients with moderate respiratory failure that over time deteriorate to saturate ICUs first, then NIVs, then CPAP hoods, then even just oxygen. Four, Staff gets so sick that it gets difficult to cover for shifts. Mortality rate spikes from all other causes that can't be treated properly. Ten, everything about how to treat people is online. But the only thing that will make a difference are these. Don't be afraid of the massively restrictive measures to keep people stay safe. If governments won't do this, at least keep your family safe. Your loved ones with a history of cancer or diabetes or any transplant will not be tubed, even if they are young. By safe, I mean do not attend them, and you decide who does and how to help them. Another typical attitude is to read and listen to people saying things like this and that. That's a bad dude. Then they go out to dinner because you think you'll be safe. We've seen it. You won't be. Take it seriously. It won't be as bad, hopefully, as it is here. But you must prepare. All right. NIV, uh, non-invasive ventilation. Okay. That's what you're looking for there. So um, this, I just got this morning, this this uh, thread from this nurse. This one is from a doctor. And I, I really want you to listen to what he's saying here. Um, because I want you to put yourself in the situation as it is in Italy. Italy is second only to China. But they think Italy is second only to China because of the age of the people that are there one i may be repeating myself but i want to fight this sense of security that i see outside of the epicenters as if nothing was going to happen here the media in europe are reassuring politicians are reassuring but there is little to be reassured of now this is a doctor who actually attached his name to this the other guy did not attach his name to it this guy has. This is the English trans, uh, uh, translation of an ICU physician in Italy. After much thought about whether I should or what to write about what's happening to us, I felt silence was not responsible. I will therefore try to convey to people far from our reality what we are living in in Bergamo in these days of COVID-19 pandemic. I understand I need not to create panic, but when the message of the dangerousness of what is happening is not reaching people, I shudder. I watched myself with some amazement the reorganization of the entire hospital in the last 
seven days. When our current enemy was still in the shadow, the wards slowly emptied. Elective activities elsewhere were interrupted. Intensive care freed up to create as many beds possible. All of this rapid transformation brought an atmosphere of silence and surreal emptiness to the corridors of my hospital that we did not yet understand. We just waited for a war that had yet to begin. And many, including me, were not so sure it would ever come with such ferocity. I still remember my night on call a week ago when I was waiting for the results of a swab. When I think about it, my anxiety over one possible case seems almost ridiculous and unjustified now that I've seen what's happening. Well, the situation is now dramatic, to say the least. Now, remember, that was his attitude seven days ago. The war has literally exploded and battles are uninterrupted day and night. But now that need for beds has arrived in all of its drama. One of the um, one after the other, the departments that have been emptied fill up at an impressive pace. The boards with the names of the patients or different colors, depending on the operating unit, are now all red. And instead of surgery, you see diagnosis, which is always the damn same bilateral uh, interstitial uh, pneumonia. Now, explain to me which flu virus causes such a rapid drama. And while there are still people who boast about not being afraid by ignoring directions, protesting because their normal routine is temporarily put in crisis, the epidemiology disaster is taking place, and there are no surgeons, urologists, orthopedists. We are all only doctors who suddenly have become part of a single team to face this tsunami that has now overwhelmed us. Cases are multiplying. We arrive at the rate of 15 to 20 admissions per day, all for the same reason. The results of the swab now come one after another, positive, positive, positive. And suddenly, our emergency rooms are collapsing. Reasons for the access, always the same. Fever and breathing difficulties, fever and cough, respiratory failure. Radiology reports, always the same. Bilateral pneumonia, bilateral pneumonia, bilateral pneumonia. All need to be hospitalized. Someone already uh, waiting to be intubated and go to intensive care. For others, it's too late. Every ventilator has become like gold. Those in operating theaters have now suspended their non-urgent activity just to become intensive care Uh, doctors in places where they did not exist before the staff is exhausted i see the tiredness on the faces that i didn't know what it was despite the fact that we were all working exhausting workloads but i saw the solidarity of all of us who never failed to go to our internist colleagues and asks what can i do for you right now Doctors who move beds and transfer patients. The administrator that it gives therapies instead of nurses. Nurses with tears in their eyes because they can't save everyone. And the vital parameters of the several patients at the same time. That all reveal an already marked destiny. There are no more shifts. There are no more hours. Social life is suspended for all of us. We no longer see our families for fear of infecting them. Some of us have already become infected, despite all of the safety protocols. That's from one of the leading doctors in one of the best areas of Italy. What's coming here may be the same. What's coming here... You must not panic. You must do what the CDC is telling us to do. Self-isolate if you can. Work from home if you can. Don't go out if you can. 
are we're we're struggling with schools right now. People are thinking that schools are a trip line that oh, when the school is canceled, well, then that'll be different. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, our election coverage uh, continues now as we kick it into high gear. We have all of the stats and analysis from Mr. Steve Brigier coming up in just a minute, otherwise known as Stu, our executive producer, who loves to crunch the numbers. Uh, but we also have Nick DiPaolo, who is uh, joining us now. And, and Nick, I, I know <laughs> you just couldn't get enough of what was happening uh, last night with the, with the election, I'm sure. I, I, I love, you know... Biden's everything that uh, the Trump hate has accused Trump of being. He's not fit to be president mentally. He he told the woman to shush after he told that guy he's full of s. <laughs> he told the woman to shush. I know. He's a he's a I misogynist. Know. He's a plagiarizer. He's uh, an angry old white guy, and he's everything that they accuse. Remember what he said about uh, Obama being eloquent and clean, and he yeah. made jokes about Indians at gas stations. Right, right. He's everything that they say Trump is. May, may I just say, if, if you're watching the Blaze TV, you might have noticed that uh, you seem to have, Nick, a uh, Kim Jong-un's head on a pike next to you. As Oh, I put this up when we do Corona news. I'll take right. it down. <laughs> I know it's the wrong country, but close right. enough for my fans. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, he's oh, coughing. Me. Oh, my gosh, he's coughing. Yeah. He's the coronavirus panic. I, last time you had me on, I'm like, oh, they're just blowing this out of proportion. Now I'm a little bit of a bully. Everybody's panicking about Italy. I mean, the average age is 78 in Italy. All they do is kiss and hug when they meet. Right. That's no surprise. <laughs> right. You the, know, Chinese say, I, inv- the Chinese invented pasta. I don't know how that fits him, but come right. on. Uh, I will tell you that what's happening in uh, Italy, people don't understand why it's necessarily taking Italy by storm. By storm. Italy is the oldest population in all of Europe. Uh, and That's right. this is hitting uh, the older populations uh, really, really, really hard. Uh, but what you're seeing today, we, we went over some of the... the uh, the doctors that have come out and said, let me describe the situation here. It is yeah. truly frightening, Nick. I mean, they're, they're saying if you have a stroke, don't come to the hospital. You have a heart attack. We can't help you. Um, well, they're just preparing us. If Bernie gets in, that's how health is. <laughs> it's the same thing. Although he's not going to get in, but uh, I'm getting mixed signals, Glenn. I'm not that ner- I can't get nervous over a pandemic that can be cured with Purell and washing your hands. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I'm I'm not that nervous. Uh, If you're in your late 80s, you know, stay where you are. It's not like they're out there partying anyways. But how is this worse? I know exponentially it's going to grow and stuff. But how is this worse than a regular flu that kills millions of people? Okay, so here's the problem. It's it's not the fact that it's killing so many people, although it it has the potential of doing that. What what is what the problem is? is our healthcare systems all around the world, not ours, just alone, all around the world are not prepared for 40% of the population to be sick at the same time. And so we don't have the medicine, we don't have the supplies, and certainly with the, with the number of elderly people, we just don't have the beds in the hospital and the, you know, and the, uh, the breathing machines and everything else that are going to be required to handle so many people. And so that's what they're doing. They're trying to say, stay home because the healthcare system will come under such strain. We will lose people, not just from coronavirus, but from heart attacks, from strokes, from diabetes, from people who have have kidney failure. All of those things are going to compound and we won't have the staff nor the medicine to be able to deal with it all at once. OK, so the old people go a few years early. I'm just looking out for myself. <laughs> oh my this is how I am. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's you've a... checked in the mirror, but uh, you're right in the median age of being seriously ill. 
Thanks for pointing that out. Guy yeah. with white hair and a white beard. <laughs> <laughs> you should be in a bubble right now. <laughs> no, I know. It's funny. I keep in my head, I'm 28 years old. You're exactly I know. right. I know. And I start looking at the math. I know. And they're saying 60 and up. And yeah. I have the attitude of a 78-year-old. Right. But you know what's funny, Glenn? I was in Chicago uh, two weekends ago. Sold out both shows, by the way. Good. I'm, I shook uh, 150 hands. I get done doing that. I walk in the green room, and I go, whose slice of pizza is that? And they go, you can have it. I pick it up and eat it. <laughs> I wolf it down. I don't wash my hands. And, and, and I say, oh, this is baloney. But then I get home on Monday. I wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and my teeth is ch- chattering, and and my body's conv- I have a wicked like a wicked chills, and then uh, I wake up two hours later, my head is soaked, and that went on for about three days. Oh, you so must. W- if that would have happened today, you would have absolutely been convinced you had coronavirus. Yeah, I was, and I was all cocky, going, "This is all blown out of proportion." Right. So I, I go to urgent care. And they test me. Yeah, uh, testing is taking your temperature and sticking a, a swab right. up my nose. The right. guy goes, "That's where the that's where the flu lives." And I'm like, right. "Oh, it lives in Wuhan. What are you talking <laughs> about?" So my, and it, it comes back negative for the regular flu. And I, I said, "Okay, so I, I've you know I, I must have a common cold or something." But uh, uh, I, I've been uh, and I got to be honest, I've been under the weather since I got back from Chicago a little bit. But they said I didn't even have the regular flu, so I'm confused because now I'm reading stuff like, "Well, yeah, well five days later." Uh, it can get worse and all this. But I got to get on a plane this week. You know what I do for a living? I have to get on a plane. That might yeah, be I was the best place. I, I was wondering w- with you where your tripwire was. Where what What is, what has to happen before you like, I'm not going to go out into crowds and shake hands. and Because your money is made there. We no. keep going back and forth on we have to be here at the studios or it will dramatically yeah. change our product. But yeah. we also know if we're all sick, it will also stop the product from being made. And so we're we're debating whether or not, you know, when, when, what's the next tripwire? What's the thing that says, OK, you know what? We all have to stay and work from home. Uh, well, for me personally, if I stop bleeding from the eyes and ears on right. stage, <laughs> then I'll tell the 12 people there to get out. Right. But uh, <laughs> right. Or just come on in. You're already infected. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm selling uh, DePaulo surgical masks after the show. And right. Yeah. But but I get on, I'm going to get on a plane this weekend and, uh, you know, I'm going to Baltimore. So now 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 my oh, longevity it's... numbers are going down between coronavirus and gunplay. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to see. Monday. And Baltimore is just riddled. Baltimore is one of the cities in America. I think the only city in America that has a bigger population of rats than people. <laughs> it's, that's no, true that's it that's exactly true yeah it is but, it's a but, it's a it's just a petri dish of something bad to kill you in but baltimore that's, it's so german fested that the the, the the coronavirus can't even penetrate baltimore right you know what i mean right. they're it's immune a, right look, the coronavirus remember, comes and the rats eat it I, i'm i'm look i come from longevity my grandfather's 94 my grandmother and so i didn't wear a condom in the 80s at the height of the aids epidemic i had a blast and here i am so <laughs> i'm knocking a little bat you suit are so, scare me you are just and i nightmare. looked good back in the 80s you know right. i mean i was uh, i, I don't like a young think so way, no. a young way oh dude i got so many women i look like that a young doesn't Newton. that doesn't necessarily mean you were good looking <laughs> it well, might mean you money. had bad eyesight let, let, <laughs> <laughs> well that's true yeah a couple shots of jack right. and, those, and everybody's uh, those, like those eat. tens turn it those fours turn into tens you're but, a beautiful woman dude I, uh, back off <laughs> <laughs> i swear that you were a woman you still are pretty beautiful <laughs> i did very well i didn't look like butterfuko's dad my whole life uh, and uh i i, I look what am I going to do, Glenn? I, I'm lucky I get this show because this does bring in a little bit of money, thanks to people like you and, and people who contribute at uh, NPR. Um, <laughs> I'll get so, you your tote bag later. But the planes, I'm getting on a plane, and that looks like the best place to be isolated right now because all the airports seem to be empty. It's going to be me and like three other people uh, on, on a plane to, uh, to Baltimore this weekend. So uh, I'm not worried, but uh, I see what you're saying uh, as far as overcrowding at the hospitals and stuff. But it's a good time to go to the mall. Nobody's there. Went into Dunkin' Donuts. Nobody in front of me. I have to tell you, I have a friend. I have a a couple uh, who said we're traveling the world right now. 
Yeah, but that's willing, Connie Chung and her husband. What? No, no, no. That's Connie Chung no, and Jerry. No, a, a friend of mine actually said, and they said they were just in Paris, and they said no one is anywhere. You can do anything, uh, you know, well, except for shop or go to a restaurant or anything. It's open. If you want to see <laughs> what, everything, so what are you that, gonna... <laughs> I know. You want to see everything outdoors, you can do it right now, and there's not a soul around anywhere. Once again, the French showing their courage. Right. (laughs) They really Uh, are the best, aren't they? We're going to have to save them from this, too. All right. uh, Nick DiPaolo from NickDip.com. Where are you going to be this weekend? Uh, Magoobies in Timonium, Maryland, Friday and Saturday night. Don't let the name fool you. It's a beautiful club. Magoobies? I know. Every time I'm on with you, it can't be the Ritz Theater. It has to be skid marks and buffalo, uh, you know, uh, the uh, rubber room. No, no, no. But it's a great club. It sounds sounds, sounds, sounds great. All right. And uh, (laughs) thank you so much. Bring your own mask. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nick. I appreciate (laughs) it. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, here's really exciting news. Dow is down a uh, thousand points today. It was it was up over a thousand points yesterday. We've lost it all, and we'll probably gain it all tomorrow. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Uh, it's why you don't freak out. Uh, you just uh, you just keep watching things. Um, it looks like China is back online. They're expecting now their second hit. Why do you look you at me like that? that? I, I, I'm I'm torn on the China's back online narrative right now. I, President Xi mm-hmm. did go to Wuhan, mm-hmm. which, by the way, has nothing to do with this virus. And if nothing. you say it's the Wuhan virus, you're a racist. That's right. what you are. He just picked a random city. Yeah, he just, just, just visiting, uh, just right. visiting one of his towns in a mask. That's all. Yeah, you, know, you <laughs> notice you're not hearing that now. Well, I also noticed he was wearing a mask. Wasn't the whole thing? The masks aren't effective in this. Uh, why was President Xi wearing one then when he visited Wuhan? Because anyone who says the masks aren't effective is lying to you. Although, I do know somebody that wore what I think is just a feminine hygiene product on their face. Yes. I couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't get a mask. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't Let think us know it does. If you do. I don't think it does. Uh, so, uh, I, I don't know. To me... The idea that they are kind of like, ah, oh, we're back to normal. Everything's fine. It doesn't ring true to me yet. I mean, we don't have, obviously, a vaccine. We don't, like, this stuff could still get spread around. The fact that their are new cases per day number has decreased. Uh-huh. It, the, the curve of the spread of the virus has flattened out. Which when is I, great, when but that I say does not mean back, it's going away. I say they're back online. I mean, they're most of their businesses are back online. Open. Most of their businesses are open, and they're starting to do business. They are just concerned now that the rest of the world is getting hit, and so there's nothing to sell to the rest of the world because all they want, seemingly, is toilet paper. <laughs> By the way, talk to somebody early this morning in Rome. You know the one thing they don't have shortages of? Toilet paper. Just want to point that out. They still have toilet paper over in Italy where things have gone really, really horribly wrong um, in um, uh, in the political news. I just want to stop here for just a second. The Democrats are now saying that they are thinking about canceling the rest of the primaries. OK. There's nothing that str- uh, screams uh, authoritarian like canceling a primary. Now, I say that knowing that the GOP canceled their primaries. There is a slight difference. There's nobody that was running that was even going to have a chance to beat Donald Trump. With that said, I wish they wouldn't have canceled the primary. You know, they said, well, it costs a lot of money. Yeah, well, you know what? There are things we do that cost a lot of money. I, You're a I, political party. You can't yeah. run a freaking primary. Right. I, I, I spend a lot of money on lawyers and everything else to keep up with all of the laws. Yeah. You know, I'd like to be able to say, yeah, you know what? We're just going to suspend those. There are things you have to do. Yeah. And in a in a republic, I don't know. Having a finishing an election is one of them. Seems like when most of the name of your party is Republic, you might yeah, want to know that. Right. And also point out that, you know, obviously Trump is running unopposed largely. He yeah. does have opponents, however, uh, that we're all going to get blown out 94 to 6. 
The, the problem here, though, is think about this next time. Think about the next time when some establishment figure you don't like is president of the United no. States. They're just going to start canceling these things because they yeah. want the president to hold it, whether they have a legitimate candidate or not. Forget about them. the next time. How about right now with the Democrats? The Democrats now are talking about canceling yeah. the rest of their primaries because Joe Biden's got it. Well, you know what? Joe Biden didn't have it three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It looked like Joe Biden was going to drop out in humiliation three weeks ago. Yeah, I think and the then, one thing we can all agree on is is the one thing that Joe Biden does not have is it. Like, whatever it is, Joe Biden doesn't, doesn't have, have it. He doesn't have it. He doesn't. Cognitive uh, decision-making ability, whatever it is, Joe is lacking it in, in some massive way. Imagine if you're a Bernie Sanders supporter and, and all of a sudden they start talking about canceling the rest. Now, Bernie Sanders is going to do poorly in many of the remaining states. Um, however, imagine you're a supporter and they just cancel the rest of them. Even though the race isn't done, he doesn't have any, everything locked up. You already feel like, wait a minute, our guy was ahead and then... Your party just your party just orchestrated this massive comeback and put everybody together to beat our guy. So this is the establishment rigging an election. That's how you would feel if you were a Bernie Sanders supporter. The last thing you would want to do if you're the Democratic Party and you want to uh, not piss people off that like to burn things down is to give them more ammunition and more gasoline. Really stupid, foolish and and hurts the republic in the long run you should be able to vote for who you want to vote for you, know, you don't just hand nominations to to out of convenience they cancel the primaries i know i think that's really bad now that's just been suggested it's not know, actually know, happened and I also i will note it, they're not their advertised reason for this is uh-huh. yes of course you know we do see that joe biden looks like he's going to win this but coronavirus is serious uh-huh. blah 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 so uh-huh. it is important to at least note what the reason is whether you uh-huh. believe it or not i mean uh-huh. a lot of it did come from people who wanted bernie sanders to drop out uh-huh and that makes it a lot easier by the way uh-huh if bernie drops out then what then the bernie bros what are they going to say they're still going to say it, it was a you know they were scammed i mean i've been watching you know twitter trending uh, topics here over the past uh, 24 hours Al- almost the entire time there's been one about how bernie was scammed how they stole it from him how uh you know uh, drop out right in bernie drop uh drop out of the parties you know dem exit all these things from these people now look twitter is not real life as we're seeing in these in the actual voting booth i mean twitter you can tweet from home while you're eating a hot pocket and watching netflix you can't do you can't vote yet i have a feeling some of these people are too lazy to put the hot pocket even into the microwave oh yeah you just 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 eat it just wait for it to thaw out a little bit maybe then just eh, eat it do you wait do you wait for it to thaw out if you suck on the hot pocket long enough, it starts to melt. It yeah. starts to get softer. Like and then you can these are men, long-lasting, very cold mints. <laughs> they taste like pizza. <laughs> pizza mints. <laughs> That's the problem, though. I mean, I think you can't build your revolution around people who don't get off their couch. Yeah. And that is a big problem that Bernie was never able to solve. He won young voters with incredibly so- high percentages, but none of them... I mean, they were it was smaller percentage than last time of the voting populace because they didn't bother to show up for him. Do you think that or do you think that this whole thing was uh, more of a vote against Hillary Clinton and against this establishment last time? But they're not they're not serious. Nobody is serious except a very small handful of core yeah. supporters. But I, the, um, America is not, people who went out Michigan and said, I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. That was you knew that Hillary Clinton was going to win. Yeah. You know was, what I mean? It wasn't real. Right. This is real. Wait a minute. We vote for him. He could actually be it. And he's a nightmare. You know when else, when else, uh, it, when else it was real? Was right after his big Nevada win this year. All of a sudden, it looked like, holy crap, Bernie might actually be the nominee. Yeah. This guy we've been playing Ivan Drago with and, and, right. and Turner, you know, they, uh, hanging out with the hammer and sickle all this time that might be the guy should we do something about this because we never thought that it would go this far and it seems like voters noticed and that was the time too where he's out there talking about cuba he's out there um uh you know going as far left as he can is he's empowered right he's in that moment where he's succeeding so he didn't back off the cuba stuff why would Mm -hmm. he right well then south carolina said hey we don't actually want this 
We want something else. We're going to go through this tonight on Stu Does America, which we're going through why Bernie failed. And I do think you identify there one of the biggest reasons is that people mistook the hatred and distaste for Hillary Clinton for enthusiasm for Bernie. Yep. And in 2016, and they thought, well, look, the party's moving this way. Everyone wants to be a socialist. And there's plenty of people who love that stuff. But on the other side of that, there were just a lot of people who just couldn't stand Hillary Clinton and didn't want to hand her the nomination. Mm-hmm. If she was going to get it, she was going to have to work for it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they dragged that thing out. And there were so many anti-Clinton votes cast in 2016 in the Democratic primary that people thought there was a movement brewing. And as we're seeing here, when Biden, they don't find as offensive as Hillary, that you're seeing that move, movement dissolve in a big way. It did it not is work. Really, it's a it's a. It's a death knell for the Democrats because they're caught between a rock and a hard place now. Yeah. I mean, who are they? How many? We've talked about this, this back and forth. How many times, Glenn, who would you want to run against if you're who do you want to win the Democratic primary? If you want Trump to win, who do you want to win? I don't know. You go back and forth. Yeah. The two main reasons are obviously Bernie's a socialist. So Biden appeals more to middle of the road voters. Mm -hmm. That's one. So that's a that's a route. You'd rather go for Sanders because he's easier. There is an alternative argument there, which is Bernie's got so much energy. Watch out. You're, you should be scared of him. Bernie's got so much energy. Well, I think what we're proving here is he doesn't. He doesn't. That energy doesn't. is not there. It does not exist. Yeah. It's not real. The energy's not real. The wokeism isn't real. None of it's real. It's on Twitter. Now, let me let me switch to uh, Joe Biden, because I think Joe Biden is a very interesting uh, character here, because he is uh, Bernie Sanders. He... Let me get this. Hmm. It's so hard to talk with the Joe Biden theme behind you. Maybe this is running through his head all the time and yeah. why it's so hard for him to I talk. I think this is what it sounds like in his head. Yeah. But I think yeah, everything is like, mm, is it an AR-14? So anyway, um, <laughs> Joe Biden is out on the campaign trail. Joe Biden is doing what he is doing. Um, and I think uh, foolishly, standing in front of massive amounts of crowds uh, at his age and in the coronavirus time period, he's going out there and doing it. But his son has now said he can't, he can't go to court. He can't, I'm man, I am trying so hard to get my financials to the court. And I've had (laughs) so many troubles getting those records to you guys. Now, because I haven't turned them over again, Now the judge is like, you know what, bud, show up in court. Well, his attorney wrote in a court filing, it's unsafe for the defendant to travel right now as travel restrictions have been implemented both domestically and internationally, particularly on airlines due to the coronavirus. Setting aside personal endangerment, the defendant reasonably believes that such travel unnecessarily exposes his wife and unborn child to this virus, end quote. Can you imagine being the the uh, the judge on this one? What would you say? I probably um, I am going to reject that claim uh, yeah. and say uh, get yeah. your ass down here. Yeah, you know what you could do? Maybe take some of that Burisma money and get a private jet and fly it down here, so you don't have to worry about contaminating. Yeah, anybody. you could ask your dad. Maybe your dad's going to be around the area. Maybe you could fly on one of his jets uh, when you're next time you're in the area. Personally, I would say get your ass in the car. You'd sleep in you your car. walk if you want. Yeah, you walk. You could sleep. Get your uh, ass to the courtroom. I've had enough. There is, there's judge. some risk to that though, too, because you don't want you don't want Hunter Biden driving a car. Well, is, that's yeah, a we've different, seen yeah, different problem. Uh, uh, you never know when he's on a on a highway that has a strip club near a gas station. Yeah. Even Alex Jones, who was arrested yesterday, he I guess he was not intoxicated. They thought he was, but he didn't <laughs> blow the a, legal limit. He's just insane. Yeah, he's just nuts, I guess. But I mean, that's remarkable when when Hunter Biden is less safe on the road than Alex Jones. (laughs) The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.